always talk about your project to everyone. Don't yeah. keep it secret. Yes. Even though it's a good idea, people will say, oh, it's a good idea. They will think <laughs> about stealing. But they will not ever make the actual step of building a company yeah. around it. What's up, guys? It's me again, Jay Chris, and we are now on episode 35 of the Design Life Show. In this week episode, I sit down with Kevin Tan. Kevin is currently the incubation program manager of Make Sense Philippines and a former startup founder of various startups in France. In this episode, we talk about his ground-up stories of founding his own startup, what are the biggest shifts that he made to follow his passion, how he overcome procrastination to achieve real progress in life. We also talk about Simon Sinek talk, how great leaders inspire action and the art of pitching ideas and much much more so i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i do this really uh, one of the interesting episode that i made with kevin so i really really hope you enjoy this and find value from it and if you love this podcast and you love what i'm doing you can also support the show by visiting patreon.com slash tdls or you can go to the designlifeshow.com there's the button or the donate button at the top you can know more about how you can support the show so i think we can go now on this episode so without further ado i hope you enjoy this episode You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jay Christ, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and thank you so much for uh, for listening onto this week podcast again. And uh, I'm really stoked and really pumped and ex- uh, really really excited to talk with our friend right here, Kevin Tan. So we met on a, a, a particular event that was uh, Youth Hack Calabarzon uh, happened last uh, September 21. So I'm really uh, Uh, I invited him to to the show because I, I find it that he can share a lot of values on the podcast. So without further ado, uh, here's my guest, Kevin Tan. Kevin, how are you? Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Hey Jay, thanks for inviting me. I'm really good today. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm fine really. <laughs> uh, it's good, it's good. So uh, thank you so much uh, for uh, for uh, for dropping by on the podcast. So. Uh, for our listeners, just to give context, can you share a little bit about your background and what are you doing right now? Okay, so uh, my name is Kevin. Uh, I'm actually from France, uh, in Paris. Uh, I was uh, an entrepreneur before. I founded like two tech companies in, in, in France uh, for the last two years and a half. And then I just left those company I founded, so I, I, I sold them and I quitted the com- uh, those company, so they're still um, existing today uh, for another adventure because I was looking for someone else, something else. And then uh, I decided to move to the Philippines, and now I'm working for an organization, a French organization called Make Sense, 
uh, um, where I'm uh, leading an incubation program for startups. So uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing that, Kevin. And uh, I think uh, you can share a lot of uh, value for our for the startup community here in the Philippines, especially Filipino startup founders that who really into uh, founding their own startup or their own company. Uh, for those who uh, you know. Uh, for those who don't know about incubation and make sense, what, what's the role of, of your uh, organization uh, for the startup community here in the Philippines? Okay, so to tell you more uh, first uh, about Make Sense. Uh, so Make Sense is like is a French organization that's also uh, present worldwide. Yes. So. First, it's a, it's a community of people. So how Make Sense was born uh, was that um, there's some uh, global issue that need to be tackled in the, our world, social and environmental. And to do that, there's a lot of citizens uh, all around the world that want to contribute, volunteer, and take a little bit of their time to contribute to tackle those issues. But they don't know how to do it. So uh, we Make Sense First is a community of citizens volunteers around the world in more than 100 cities around the world uh, with 35,000 citizens that contribute to uh, uh, help social entrepreneurs, organizations uh, create impact and build a better world for tomorrow. So it started like this as a community of volunteers only. So it wasn't a company at first. It was only like a community, community of volunteers. Yes. Step by step, we decided uh, to um, uh, move a little bit more forward and help more social entrepreneurs and organizations uh, uh, build on their impact to create a better society for, for the future. So that's why uh, now Make Sense is, is much more than that. We uh, empower uh, all the actors of uh, social civil society. So it can be like citizens, social entrepreneurs, organizations, to uh, have the tools and the methodology and the approach to actually build on impact. So for, yes. for that, uh, we've created uh, an incubation uh, program. Yep. So we have uh, created this since 2013. Uh, to give you a little bit more insight for the people that don't know what's an incubation program. Yes, so. <laughs> The, the definition of an incubator, the proper definition of an incubator, is actually the little box that we put the, ba uh, the early born babies in, yes. uh, in the hospital uh, to keep them from, uh, to help them finish and grow yes. uh, like safely mm -hmm. uh, before taking them out in the real world. So when yeah. a baby is born early, you put them in an incubator to help them grow. And an incubator for social startups is kind of, so for startups, sorry, it's, it's, it's kind of the same. Basically, it's like a little environment, so it's an organization where early stage startups go into. So it's the first stages of the development of your startup, and we help those startups basically grow safely uh, before getting into the real world. So what do we provide? Uh, usually uh, as an incubator. So yeah. I'm talking about maintenance incubator, but incubators in general, yes. they have like several 
um, uh, assets they can provide. They can provide space. They can provide mentorship. They yes. can provide mm -hmm. network. They can provide sometimes funding. So this is what an incubator do. And the last thing about make sense is uh, uh, organization part. So uh, we're helping social entrepreneurs on their projects, but we all, what we want to do is to uh, create a real uh, systemic change into bigger companies and old yeah. uh, companies mm -hmm. to help them also change how they work, how they contribute, how they create value. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting to know more about Make Sense because uh, you you don't need to be a startup founder or uh, I think even designers or creative professionals can can create an impact by joining this community, right? Yeah. So basically, uh, the idea of Make Sense is um, anyone can contribute. You don't yeah. need to be any. Uh, yes. You don't need to have any special skills. You don't need to have any special knowledge, experience, talent. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> idea that everyone can contribute to create a better world for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, this, this is really interesting. I think we've talked this uh, 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 last, uh, last event on our youth hack, right? So I think creating an impact, especially into this world of uh, there's a lot of bullshit jobs that are coming in, right? There's a lot of things that in, in the world right now that's uh, really uh, non-essential things. Right, so I, I'm really advocating the essentials uh, or essentialis, essentialism in general because uh, I think uh, as a creative or as as a human being, uh, we need to create values for others, right? And and, and make sense is uh, I think one of the great uh, uh, community out there that can support you, help you grow, and build a better world right so uh, uh we just uh, I, I just want to go back about your uh uh entrepreneurial journey or your or your journey so uh uh if if you can share about how you started or what's the first thing that you do before you been into this incubation or startup world can you share a little bit about um, that what's your uh yeah. what's experience yeah? Sure. Uh, I was I was uh, always since my university time, so a couple yeah. of years ago. Like a lot of students, I was yes. curious about the startup ecosystem. Mm -hmm. But I always went to events and got connected uh, to workshops, conferences, people wow. mm -hmm. and just like getting informed. Yes. So like a lot of people, at some point, I thought, why not launching my own project? And yes. at some point when you're a student or you like a, a young graduate or yeah. just like you're still, you're on yes. the first years of, of your working life, you just figured out like, um, I'll do it later. You think a lot of people <laughs> think this and I was thinking the same as well. Yeah. Like uh, I'll some, at some point build my own startup or my own business, yes. but <laughs> I will need more experience. I'll do it later. I'll need more money. I, I, I think I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like this, yeah. but um, like step by step, moving forward, and we're getting closer to uh, my the end of the, my university life. Uh, I had uh, the, to make a choice. As uh, in France, what happened when you finish university? Usually, for your last six months, is you have to do uh, uh, an internship to finish and kind of close your university path. So. 
as I was doing an entrepreneurial master degree, I had the chance to either do like a classic leadership in a corporate company yeah. or uh, they offered us a chance to actually join an incubator to build your own project. So yeah. I was questioning myself, should I go, should I not go? And at some point, like what made me move forward and choosing actually the entrepreneurial path was that I just said to myself, if you don't do it now, you won't do it later. Why? Because uh, I was at the point a couple of years ago where uh, you have basically no responsibility, like not much. Like um, you have uh, no, I was living with my parents a couple of years ago, so I had no rent to pay. I had no credit because I haven't yeah. bought a house. I don't have kids. Uh, so you have kind of low responsibility at some point. So uh, that's, that's what made me think like, okay, let's, let's try. And even though, even though it fails, not a, like a big deal. The important uh, in a way is the journey and not the end destination. So I wanted to try and that's how I got into uh, the entrepreneurial work. 100%. Uh, that's really, uh, I think, one of the things that uh, every creative individual or every founder or every aspiring founders that needs to understand because failure is just uh, part of the process uh, part of the process and i think uh, we need to keep moving forward as much as I, we do that's uh, that's a great journey you have there kevin so thank you so much for sharing that and i really really love that uh, for, uh, for those uh, you know for those years that you are finding yourself just uh, just pro- procrastinating in, in as uh, so to speak if if i uh if that's the uh the right word to, so uh how do you, uh what's the biggest shift or mindset shift that you've been through uh for you know to starting your own startup starting your own project or passion project what's the biggest uh shift that you've overcome uh to get started what do you mean by shifting? Uh, shifting exactly? Yeah, shifting from you know from uh, being a uh, 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 being an employee or intern, right? So something like that to to you know to uh, to pursue your passion as a as a as an entrepreneur uh, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So the the, the main thing, there's a couple of shifts that you have to to do, I, I suppose. Um, talking about uh, myself, I think one of the most challenging thing a couple of years ago uh, was um, uh, actually being proactive. So yeah. mm-hmm. basically, all your life, uh, if in any sit- almost any situation, uh, when you were a kid, when you're a student, when you're working, or whatever, uh, there's always been someone telling you what to do or yeah. when to do it and yeah. for why 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 are you doing it so when you were in school mm-hmm. teacher was telling you learn this uh, do that uh, write this paper and they're telling you the reason why behind it uh, when you were doing it like sports it was always the same like the coach was telling you do this because you need to improve on your this skill that skill when you were working like your boss was telling you to do this do that but when you're entrepreneur uh, especially in the first moment, you have no idea because nobody's telling you what to do and when to do it, for what reason. So uh, if you're not proactive uh, and uh, you, you won't achieve anything, and um, that shift was the most 
hard at first, like how to yeah. move on from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ex- an expecting kind of mindset. So you're yes. expecting people to help you and guide you for your, for your, what you need to do to actually make up your own uh, task and your own responsibility uh, yeah. to, you know, being proactive and actually achieve things. So that was the biggest mindset, mind shift I, I had to face uh, when I started Wow, that's uh, that's really great. And how do you overcome those struggles? Because uh, I think it's really challenging, especially in uh, in the Philippines. Uh, in the Philippines, there's a lot of uh, 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 mindset, uh, limiting beliefs or limiting mindset that are, uh, you know, that are keeping uh, that are uh, that makes an hindrance to our progress to, to keep creating or to keep uh, doing what what we love so how do you uh, overcome those challenges I, I think it's really valuable for those who are really uh, are really stuck right now or just getting started can you share a little bit about your insights on how to um, uh, on how to overcome those uh, mindsets or shifting experience yeah so the idea first is to tell yourself that uh, you have to be passionate at first so um what i always say because sometimes I, I i deal with like for example for the youth hack or for a lot of different events yeah um, mm-hmm. i go and meet students or like uh, young professionals that want to actually mm-hmm. uh, uh, launch their project this it can be like small, small project with my startups but, uh, yes. what i always tell them is like uh if you want to be an entrepreneur uh try to be passionate at first like don't be an entrepreneur f- to be an entrepreneur don't look for the money don't look for the fame don't look yeah. for the to be on the spotlight uh, before all this you have like a really long hard journey so try, you need to be passionate about what you do uh, and so don't uh, be an entrepreneur just to look for the fame or, the, or be on the spotlight. That would, that would be the first thing. The second thing is to put yourself in the mindset that you actually need to achieve. So uh, meaning that uh, you have a goal, you have to set up goals. And if you don't achieve your goals, like nobody, nothing's going to happen. And you have to put yourself in that mindset. How? Uh, what I do for myself is instead of, I have like a big objective I put to myself. Yes. So it can be like anything. Uh, I do it also for my personal life. So what I want to do this or build this uh, uh, before the end of the year or for next year. So you put like big objective and you just uh, debunk this into like small objective. So uh, the image I would, I would, uh, I would use all the time is you have a huge mountain to climb and you like on the bottom of the mountain. And yeah. if you can't see the edge of the mountain, it's hard to keep focused because you're like, okay, I'm climbing, I'm climbing, but where's the edge? I can't see it. I keep <laughs> climbing. It seems like infinite, right? Yeah. But if you're climbing a mountain and you see like step by step that you're moving forward, like you see an edge and then you mm-hmm. climb that edge and then you see like, okay, there's another step that's a little 100 meter, 200 meter up. So you're climbing yeah. like step mm-hmm. by step, you can move forward without, uh, so you, you, you are accomplishing small steps yes. and you mm-hmm. feel like you're moving forward instead of having like the infinite uh, journey that uh, in front of you. So step by step achievement are really important. Yes, 100%. 
100%. It's, uh, uh, I think Kevin has shared a lot of value on that topic. So uh, uh, in general, taking action is really the key and being consistent, right? So I think uh, if you really want to uh, follow your passion, create things or create your own startup and build from uh, build it from ground up uh, i think taking action is really the key to to keep uh, keep you on the loop or make it more progressive right so thank you so much for sharing that kevin uh j- just to uh, you know just to uh, let's go back about the the uh, the make sense right so uh, social entrepreneurship is one of the main or the uh, the main uh, you know or what you call it, social entrepreneurship, right? So uh, for those, I, I'm a little bit dumb about this, right? So I think, uh, can you share a little bit about that? How, how, how can we start on building or building an impact or how, do you, how can you help someone to build uh, or take action on their project or their startup uh, by doing or share, uh, by joining the community? Okay, so um, a few questions there. So uh, to answer first, to give a little bit more insight for the one that are listening and aren't really familiar with what social entrepreneurship is, yes. to yes. make it quick, like a uh, couple of years ago, uh, and the common uh, conception is that either you have an organization that's driven by profit, so the main goal of the organization is to make the most out of uh, their assets yeah. to create a lot of money, Yes. So that's the classic scheme of like a, a company. And on the other side, uh, there's an organization uh, that are not driven at all by money and driven like only by the impact they yeah. can have on the oh, environment yeah. or the people. So we're talking about NGOs, for example, that yeah. are kind of... Mm-hmm. So they were like those two, most of the conception is there's only those two kind of uh, organization and you're either the one or the other. So either your company that's trying to make the most money out of it, out of your asset, either your company or organization that's only trying to help people, help the environment. We're talking about like, I don't know, yeah. Green Tea or stuff like that, WWF um, mm-hmm. and uh, other organizations like that. Yes. But what uh, we don't know and people usually don't know that is there's actually, it's actually a spectrum. So uh, yes. you either, you're either a little bit more on the profit side or a little bit more on the, uh, the uh, social side, but it's always a spectrum. Every company is on the spectrum. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's, um, the social entrepreneurship is is basically uh, companies, startups, project initiatives that are driven by impact. So people are building projects to actually be impact driven first. So uh, what it means, like um, those entre- startups and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. want to build startups that, of course, that are trying to create the most impact on an environment or on the people. But instead of like the NGO model where NGOs receive like corporate funds, donation. So they're not like financially independent as they're not making money themselves. They're receiving money from other, other organizations. Yeah. A social entrepreneur uh, or a social enterprise is actually having his own sustainable uh, business model. So we're talking about a company that's actually generating revenue and yeah. profit, mm-hmm. but 
the main purpose and mission of this company is actually make uh, create a better world. So basically, yeah. that's mm -hmm. social. Wonderful. Yes, that's great. And, so. uh, yeah, and uh, to give you to answer your second question about how makes sense is helping social entrepreneurs yes. uh, mm -hmm. actually create those uh, companies. Um, we we analyze a little bit the situation in the Philippines. And it's actually quite different because uh, Make Sense is in uh, several countries in the world. We, uh, yeah. we have headquarters in Paris, in France, but we're also in Mexico, in Peru, uh, Lebanon. So we are in seven countries. And in the Philippines, it's quite different because uh, what we realize uh, is that um, there's a lot of organization in the Philippines that actually helping uh, yeah. uh, uh, so, uh, social entrepreneurs grow their project. But there's no... Uh, organization that actually help uh, social entrepreneurs actually start the project. So the hardest part of the journey, Agreed. most of the time, is how you go from zero to one, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. like once you at one, okay, if you're executing well and doing making the right decision, it's much easier. But when you're alone or only two people with a computer in a room, uh, what's next? So that's where it makes sense comes in. Yeah. And mm -hmm. So we uh, uh, where we help the entrepreneur, social entrepreneurs actually go from zero or almost zero. So yeah. really early stage, you have just an idea, you have a concept, you have a just a prototype, or yes. like really mm -hmm. early stage of a company go from there to actually yes. a startup. So this is where it makes sense coming. Yeah, that's really great. And we actually talk about it offline, right? So about about makes uh, about that. Uh, about all of that well, that Kevin mentioned and we also talk about pitching and can you uh, I think a lot of uh, creatives or a lot of uh, aspiring founders is uh, is a little bit dumb especially in the Philippines or they don't know how to pitch uh, 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 their startup ideas their design ideas or something like that can you share a little bit about how to pitch correctly and I think uh, it's it's uh, really valuable for startup founders or uh, aspiring founders as well. If we hear that uh, from you as well, can you share a little bit about that? Sure. So pitching is uh, kind of like a kind of like a complex exercise, but also an easy one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll try to make it short, but like to, yes. to the main point, uh, the main idea is um, there's a really nice talk that sums it up. Mm -hmm. About uh, made by Simon Sinek. Maybe you, yeah. you, you are familiar the with that. Start with why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This yes. one. Like, great yeah, leaders yeah. inspire yeah. action. And uh, people, like, basically, what to keep, like, uh, I would advise everybody to watch it if they haven't. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. It was probably one of the most famous uh, TED Talk ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Great Leaders uh, Inspire Action. Yes. And what he says basically is, like, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Got so, it. Uh, always start with the why and from why you go to why you do it, how you do it and yeah. what you actually do. So this is the key uh, point of pitching. So always start with the why uh, you do it. So this is the main point. 100%. Um, the pitching exercise, you have to keep it short. Basically, mm -hmm. you have to entertain and keep your audience, uh, whatever, uh, whoever they are. If it's one person, two person, 10, 100, 1,000, you have to keep your audience 100% focused during the pitching time. 
So what I always say is like a pitching should not last more than five minutes, four yep. to five minutes. Yes. And there's no defined structure on a good pitch. So as long as you have yeah. all the elements uh, in the pitch, you are good to go. So th- you can put it in every, any logical order you want. It yes. Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for the pitching structure, it's really easy. It's in five or six points, points, depending on what you need to tell. But basically, you start with a hook. So it can be like anything uh, to catch the inten- attention. And then there's a four or five points you need to develop. Who you are, why you're doing this. So the problem you're face- facing or uh, tackling with what you're doing. So who you are, why, you, why you're doing this, what you, are you doing, how uh, are you doing it, and uh, basically uh, the So this is the structure, who, why, what, how, and you finish by the call to action. A little bit more bigger yeah. note on the call to action is uh, basically you need, at the end of the pitch, you're always pitching for a reason. You don't yes. pitch for nothing. Even though you're at a networking event and you're pitching like uh, your, yourself or, for example, you, you're just like uh, an intern looking for a job. And when you present yourself at a networking mm-hmm. event, you're actually pitching. You're pitching, not a project, but you're pitching yourself. And mm-hmm. when you pitch, you're always expecting something. So at the end of every pitch, you need to have what, put what we call a call for action. So mm-hmm. it's asking for something. So you're asking people to like your Facebook page. You're asking people to for their business card. You're asking people to go on your website. You're asking people for anything. But you yeah. have to ask something at the end of the pitch. So this is really important. And yeah, so, and to finish, maybe some quick tips. So body language is really important. Your posture, your voice, mm-hmm. smile. It's really important when you pitch. Yeah. Uh, use storytelling. Uh, to, 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 to really perform well, yes. share your emotions, calibrate, don't speak too fast, too yes. slow, mm-hmm. make sure you articulate when you talk. Uh, what I always say is like, don't use notes. Uh, pitching with notes is terrible. Yeah. So you always perform better without notes and look yeah. better without actually could look your audience into the the eye and pictures is an exercise of practice so you have to Mm. practice a lot to be good at pitching basically this is a short overview of how to be a good pitcher that's it uh really valuable that from kevin and i think it's really uh nice to you know take action on that points or that kevin did or add on this spot or, or share on this podcast and I will surely put all the links that we've mentioned about Simon Sinek and the good uh, other points that uh, Kevin's share and you can check that out so uh, I will just uh, need to uh, you know to put this out uh, Kevin so uh, I think a lot, the common um, misconception or the common questions for st- aspiring startups or aspiring uh, founders is uh, should I p- pitch my ideas uh, um, in a prototype phase or uh, a working hundred percent working system something like that is is it uh, do you consider traction something like that or other 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 things to to be considered to be incubated on make sense can you share uh, your values about your or your insight? Um, you don't. You don't need like a special stage to pitch your project. Yeah. You can pitch it anytime, uh, even though it's only an idea. Um, one misconception or question that 
all the time we face mm -hmm. is yes. should I share my project? Maybe that person or that company is going to steal my ideas. But, yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. This, this is not the, uh, what I always say is like, always talk about your project to everyone. Don't yeah. keep it secret. Yes. Even though it's a good idea, people will say, oh, it's a good idea. They will think about <laughs> stealing, but they will not never make the actual step of building a company yeah. around this. Always talk about your project. Mm -hmm. And for Make Sense in particular, Make Sense Incubator, we are looking for um, any kind of early stage project. So if you have, you don't need to have like traction, yeah. working prototype. Of course, it's better to have traction and working yes. prototype, but you have a good idea, it's good enough to pitch. Mm -hmm. And what we bet, it makes sense, what we bet on the most is the people. Like the most important thing the is the people. people. Yeah. Um, project can change mm -hmm. and they will change. You will start with an idea at first and then you figure out this is not good. So you change yeah. again, pivoting. So you're adapting your project to the market, to the people you're meeting and your customers. But uh, the ideas change, but the people don't. So what we're betting on the most and what are the most uh, what uh, investors, incubators, mm -hmm. uh, companies, corporate companies, when they're funding you or they want to incubate you or support you, yeah. What the most important thing they are betting on is the people, you, yes. your team, founding mm -hmm. team, and not the project. That's it. So that's really valuable. And a lot of, uh, I think a lot of creatives or aspiring uh, founders that are listening to this uh, session is uh, getting a lot of uh, insights on or tips for that uh, as well. And I think uh, one of the key terms that Kevin uh, shared is to, uh, you, uh, change is inevitable, but taking uh, you need to take action on 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 any of your ideas and just just share your ideas into the world and make an impact. And that's really one of the most important thing that as a social entrepreneur or whatever you are doing right now. So make an impact, uh, bring value to others, or uh, to make a better world. Right. So thank you so much, Kevin, for that massive information and massive tips. That You're you welcome. Shared. I really, really appreciate it. So uh, uh, just to wrap up the show, uh, uh, what is the best links that they can find you if they have any questions uh, or if they want to uh, meet you or, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to get some, uh, some insights as well about their ideas? What's the best links or to sure. reach you, you out? Can just you can just go either on our Facebook page, Make Sense PH, uh, so directly on Facebook or, or on our website, philippines.makesense.org. And to reach me out directly for any questions or any more info, you can email me out at kevin at makesense.org. And that's it. So I will surely put all the links on our show notes. So if you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, just scroll down and you will find all the links that we've mentioned on this podcast session with Kevin. And if you are listening to the actual site, and you will surely all uh, see all the links and and the uh, recommendations or insights that we've mentioned in this podcast. And thank you so much again, Kevin. And Thank you for sharing a lot of values on this episode and I hope you enjoy this as well. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jay, for inviting me. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Life Show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. 
head over to patreon.com/tdls or go to the designlifeshow.com and you can find the donate button on the top to learn more on how you can support the show and for some cool extra stuff you can get an access to my private contents like AMAs where I take questions exclusively from Patreon subscriber or check out other stuff I made where I talk about essentialism, design, creativity, and business. I give a lot of value into this podcast that can't be seen anywhere else online. Again, that's patreon.com slash tdls. Thanks for listening to the show and see you guys again next week. Stay awesome!